I think that that's like the thing that I just keep coming back to, like all these little humans who are being born during this time and all of these mothers who are being born into motherhood during this time, what a story, you know? Um, and I, I believe that motherhood is a love story. I do want to reassure any pregnant people listening to this, um, that, that it is still very possible for this part of your motherhood story to be beautiful. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adeshion, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Hello, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Kristen Hall. I'm the COO of Mother Honestly, and you are joining me today on the Mother Honestly podcast, which is graciously sponsored by Motor City Woman Studios. And our guest today is Diana Spalding, who is the digital education editor at Motherly, and as well as being a certified nurse, midwife, pediatric nurse, mother of three. And you guys have just released a new book, The Motherly Guide to Becoming Mama. Diana, I'm so excited to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I have been looking forward to this. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. Yes, we're so excited to have you as a guest. So you guys have been up to so much in the last couple <laughs> of months that I'm excited to talk about all the great things that you're doing uh, to support mothers. So first off, tell us our listeners a little bit more about yourself, and then we'll get into the book a little bit. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. So like you said, I'm a midwife. Um, I've been a certified nurse midwife for... 10 years now, um, and over the last couple years have joined uh, the team at Motherly as their digital education editor. So now I spend my days um, mostly writing about and speaking about pregnancy, birth, and motherhood, um, including, as you said, uh, we just published our new book like two weeks ago. It's so exciting, and it's a great time. Um, one, it's a book that we haven't seen in previous years, I think you guys are really cutting edge and trying to introduce a new book to the market on kind of the whole pregnancy experience, which I love. It's addressing a lot of things that haven't been met before. Um, what, what's what been your favorite part so far of the experience of pushing the book to the market? Yeah, um, it has been, the entire thing has been um, a, a learning, exciting journey <laughs> for me. Very much, um, it has felt like growing and giving birth to a baby. In fact, it took um, exactly 280 days to write the first draft, which is the exact length of a full-term pregnancy. Um, and that Aww. was not planned at all. <laughs> so that was uh, a, a large coincidence. Um, you know, it has just been such an honor to get to write this book. Um, one of the things that we did is before we started writing, we went to the women in our community and we asked them what they needed this book to be. And then we responded and then we started writing um, because we wanted to make sure that the book was indeed answering a need and um, was speaking to you know, people where they are and was filling a void. Um, and so that has been, you know, like I said, a tremendous honor to be able to do that um, and has been really exciting. And I think has, you know, has, was my favorite part of the writing process was, 
you know, really speaking to women and making sure that the book was what they needed it to be. I appreciate so much that you you listen to what women are saying. A lot of the times I feel like um, things are kind of pushed out and not necessarily reflective of what the ask is. So it's, it's a very refreshing to hear that you guys took the time to really engage with women and really understand what they're what they were hoping to see and what they needed answers to. And I think it's an interesting time right now. I'd love to hear about your experience as a midwife um, prior to what I'm calling kind of, you know, we have the pre and post COVID period right now. Um, but it's something we're hearing a lot from expecting mothers and mothers who have just given birth is this is a, a very different time a little bit in a, in a variety of ways. Um, what kind of questions are you getting from expecting mothers related to this new period? Gosh, this is just, yeah. I mean, what a time to be alive and yeah. living through. And certainly what a time to be going through, you know, what the biggest, you know, potentially the biggest transformation we go through in our lives anyway, which is becoming a mother. And to do it during, you know, in these circumstances is, um, is quite the story. And I think that that's like the thing that I just keep coming back to, like all these little humans who are being born during this time and all of these mothers who are being born into motherhood during this time, what a story, you know? Um, and I, I believe that motherhood is a love story. And this is like quite the backdrop <laughs> for that story. I think that there's fear, there's a lot of fear, um, certainly. You know, birth is um, is something that causes a lot of nervousness at times, as it is, and to do it in under these circumstances is understandably more so. Um, a lot of that is because we still are learning, you know, so we don't have answers to all of the questions yet. Um, but what I am hearing from, you know, other midwives, OBGYNs, um, you know, lots of professionals, um, and ultimately from people who are giving birth now is that even though it looks very different than what we had potentially imagined, you know, when we first got pregnant and all of that, um, it is still very possible to have a lovely birth experience. And I'm still hearing like these beautiful birth stories coming out of this. And yeah, people are wearing masks and yeah, doulas you know, have to come in virtually. And, and that is no small thing. And I don't want to minimize that at all. But I do want to reassure any pregnant people listening to this um, that, that it is still very possible for this part of your motherhood story to be beautiful. What a great way to frame it. I like that you include very forward thinking and very positive reinforcement that we control what we can control. I think some of it is our reaction to the situation. And to your point, it, it may not be what we had envisioned and it's gonna be a little bit different, but we people can still be enabled to have, you know, I love that you put a, a lovely birth story. I, I think that's a great point. And so as the kind of the changing periods that we're, how has your daily life been impacted or what are you up to now in your own practice as well as what you're doing at Motherly? Um, I'm sure it's changed a little bit from when you guys were planning to release the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, things, yeah. Things have shifted a little bit, but what's that looking like right now? Well, you know, Motherly, it's interesting because we have always worked from home. You know, we have always been virtual at Motherly. Um, so our 
day-to-day in terms of workflow, um, we were sort of set up for success without knowing that we were set up for success for something like this. The thing that has certainly changed is now my three children are here with me um, and my husband who also works. And, you know, so um, that piece has been certainly um, an interesting one to have to navigate. Um, But, you know, everyone is dealing with so much. Um, And in terms of the book, you know, it's, it's, we have been writing this book for nearly two years, you know, from the very beginning of the research phase through edits and and everything. It's been almost two years. Um, And, you know, certainly, you know, we couldn't have predicted this, you know, five months ago, let alone two years ago. Um, And so there was definitely, um, you know, some feelings about the, you know, the fact that the book was going to be releasing and, you know, we had to cancel the launch party and there was no book tour and, you know, all of that stuff. But ultimately, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, those things don't matter. Um, I, I still rented the, uh, the dress anyway, and I wore it around my living room because, you know, why not? And, um, and ultimately, you know, I keep telling people like, I didn't know that I was writing a book for a pandemic, but if you asked me to write a book for a pandemic, this is the book I would have written. Um, because so many people are without, you know, their sort of frequent touch points with their providers. They're having, you know, prenatal appointments um, moved or canceled or postponed. And again, there is a lot more fear. Um, you know, I am just you know, grateful that uh, the book came out during this time and hopefully can provide a sense of calming reassurance. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredibly different than what we had planned for, um, but that's, that's okay. I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, certainly I'd rather there not be a pandemic, but, um, but if there was a time to have the book come out, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of okay with it coming out now. Absolutely. It, it creates a great resource for those that are adjusting in a period where, to your point, the touch points aren't there. It's very serendipitous to have such a resource available and to gain, you know, kind of some feelings of security through a resource that's put together as such a labor of love by such a great team at Motherly. Um, you had mentioned um, a point I wanted to bring up that you guys had been set up virtually, you know, yeah. from day one. So you guys have been ahead of the game. Um, have you found what's kind of working for you guys on the virtual front that you are continuing to utilize right now that could help other listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that one of the things that enables us to be successful working virtually is that, you know, we are a company called Motherly. Um, and so I never have to like feel guilty when I have to go be a mother for a little while. And certainly I know that, you know, that is um, not always the case. Um, There was that quote, I think, did Amy Westervelt say it first? Um, That, you know, we are expected to um, mother or work like we don't have children and, you know, parent like we don't have a career or something to that effect. Um, And, you know, that has, has never been the case at Motherly. Um, you know, it's always, we've always been able to, to sort of balance, you know, strive for balance always, but intertwine the two. So I think that one of the goods that can come from many, many more people working from home is that many people see like, oh, just because one of my employees 
has to sign off for two hours in the middle of the day to go to a parent teacher conference, like that doesn't mean they're not going to be efficient workers. They're probably going to be more efficient workers because of it, you know? Um, so that has always worked well at Motherly. Um, it's also, you know, and we're, we're always continuing to try to get better at this, but one of the things that working virtually does is it, um, we are really good at having meetings. <laughs> Our meetings are efficient and um, fun. And, you know, we, we um, the whole team gets along well and we brainstorm together well. Um, and so that piece has um, always sort of worked in our favor virtually and we're continuing to get better at it because we don't have the luxury of like, oh, hey, so-and-so coworker that I'm bumping into in the hallway, let me just run something by you real quick. Like we have to sort of schedule all of our calls. Um, and so we have learned how to make those calls really efficient so that the time that we are heads down writing or working, um, we can do that well. A lot of great points, I think, for anyone that's either new to working at home or has been a veteran working from home. I love that you pointed to a fact that, you know, if you ask moms, for the most part, with the times when they are working, I would say more, they're always working, but when they're working on potentially stuff for an employer or for their organization, Blessing always has a comment, and I love it, that says, if you want to get something done, ask a mom, because to yeah. your point, there's only so much time to get it done. And, you know, we're very, very efficient a lot of the times at having to multitask, get multiple things done. Um, so those are some great tips and points for um, our listeners on what they can do to kind of, you know, envision uh, a setup that works for them and to have these transparent conversations with, it's great. I love that you touch on the fact that you've been enabled as being successful because motherly allows you to never feel guilty for being a mom. And for some of our listeners, that's not always the case. So it allows people, I hope, to encourage to have those discussions with their employers that, you know, the, may, the priorities may have shifted a little bit on the day-to-day, -day, but to allow workers to still perform to their level of expectations that they can to complete assignments. It may not fit the nine to five model anymore, um, I think, and hopefully that's something that does change a little bit as we give people back some of that autonomy to get their work done on their terms as long as they're meeting deadlines. Right, right, absolutely. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I think motherhood does also is it releases or unveils or makes you aware of um, your superpowers and the things that you are just kind of like instinctively good at. Um, and so one of the cool things at Motherly is, you know, we try really hard to learn about what our coworkers' superpowers are and then sort of let them run with it, you know? So like, no one is coming to me to solve a technical issue on the website. Like, <laughs> like they're gonna, you know, close the proverbial door and be like, Diana, we go away, please. That's not my superpower. But if someone needs, you know, a medical concept that's kind of scary explained in a way that makes it feel a lot less scary, they're going to call me. So it's really nice to, um, to be able to continue to hone in on what those superpowers are. And again, I think that motherhood um, sort of helps us to figure out what our superpowers are. Um, I, as a mother, like, I am not a fun 
player. Like I play the game wrong. I like, I'm just, I don't do the voices right. I don't, you know, I mess it all up. I'm just not a good player. And I've come to terms with that fact. But like, if one of my kids is having a birthday party, or if one of my kids is sad because they felt excluded from a game at school, like that's my motherhood superpower. And so it's been exciting to be able to like, be okay with that, you know, and not like, not feel guilty about the fact that I'm not a good technical, I don't even know what the word is, fixer of things. I don't feel guilty about the fact that I'm not really good at playing. And it's okay to feel proud of the things that I am good at. I love that. I think that's such a great perspective. Um, and I was, as you were writing, as you were saying that, I was writing down, I was like, what is my mom's superpower? <laughs> Um, and I would have to say probably for my same thing, don't come to me for anything technical. Um, we always laugh that at mother, honestly, I, you will very rarely see me on any of our socials because I have no idea how to run them. I stay <laughs> away from it with a 10 foot pole. I'm not your social media guru. Um, but you know, we find our strengths and what works really well for us. I would always say, I'm never going to be the, um, I'm not really the home cooking one to bring to class parties, but I will always be there, you know, with plates and napkins. That will be my contribution. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, to your point, accepting where we are, meeting ourselves with where we are and, and being okay with that, being proud of that. I'm, you know, yes. I'm going to be there in a different form, but I'm, I'm always going to be there in that regard. So I, I really like that point about asking what the superpower is. And one of the questions I always like to ask, and we touched on this a little bit, but for you personally, I would like to ask, um, you know, we started off 2020, it was the year of the mother, we had these really great discussions with companies such as, you know, Motherly, who really championed that kind of that saying, the year of the mother. But for you personally, how has 2020 shifted for you? And, you know, what are you looking forward to or hoping to accomplish a little bit in the remainder of 2020? Oh, gosh, 2020 <laughs> has been quite the year. Um, you know, I think it's a few things. I think, um, first of all, the, um, the hard piece, but the piece that also ultimately I feel hopeful about is that, you know, we're seeing sort of every corner of existence, we're seeing issues and problems. And the thing is, none of those problems are, are new. You know, all of these problems um, have sort of been there. So, you know, socioeconomic issues, um, you know, racism, um, workplace issue. I mean, you know, you name it, it, it's an issue right now during the pandemic. Um, and it, again, it's always been there, but it is now really, really, really bubbling to the surface um, in a way that is pretty impossible to ignore that is both um, upsetting, you know, to put it mildly. And also, um, I feel hopeful that people, um, you know, all of us who, you know, were not necessarily paying as much attention to the underlying issues, like, can't ignore it anymore. Um, and I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, like, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. And pretty quickly, someone jumps in and says, no, 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 no. We're not going back to quote unquote normal. We're not going back to how, you know, things were. We see what the consequences of all of these issues, you know, are, and we need to start doing a lot more to address it. Um, so 
I'm hopeful that we, like as a society, can do uh, can do a better job there. The other piece of this is um, I I think like a lot of mothers um, struggle with being my own worst critic. Um, I you know, I'm very good at um, being very nice to other mothers. I am not always good at being nice to myself <laughs> in terms of, um, you know, just constantly putting pressure on myself and constantly, you know, you, you should have done a better job and you, why didn't you think of that? And blah, 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 blah all the things that we say. Um, and this pandemic has, um, I don't know, it's made me realize for some reason, sort of all the, all the problems with that and how, you know, every day, all we do is the best that we can do, um, whether we're in a pandemic or not. Um, and so my hope is that, you know, I found that I have been um, a lot more gentle with myself. Um, you know, it's eight o'clock at night and my kids are in bed and like, I'm like, you know what? I am not going to do the dishes. I am going to just get in the bath and go to bed by 830 because that's the only thing I can manage to do. And my hope is that when this is over, that that peace stays, that like an acceptance of um, like you did the best you could and that's enough. Go to bed. <laughs> really, really great reminder for everyone. And I applaud your forward thinking and hope and hope, and I share that hope with you as well, that one, on the societal issues, we don't shove them back under the rug. They're out, they're on the carpet. We, we need to address it. So I agree that some of this, the, the new normal, there needs to be a new normal because the old normal is, is not gonna work for all of us. And I really like that you talk about not only being gentle, but accepting kind of where we're at and what's going to work the best for where we are at that moment. I applaud you for reaching that realization because I think that's something that a lot of women, both that we're seeing in kind of the outreach that we've gotten, and I'm sure you're seeing it at Motherly as well. Um, people are really, really struggling right now with feeling adequate and productive and meeting all of these, I would say kind of the old retrofitting to where they were that we may not be able to do that. So those are really, really great points. That, and thank you for sharing that. And I think it's having these transparent conversations that, you know, sometimes we're not the nicest to ourselves. We're mm -hmm. our own worst, worst critics. So I want to, before we conclude for our listeners, uh, remind them that to order their copy, if they haven't already, of The Motherly Guide to Becoming Mama, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Books A Million, and Target is a few couple spots that it's at. So pick up your own copy if you haven't done so already. As always, go to mother.ly on the website to learn more about what they are up to, as well as this wonderful, wonderful guide that they've released uh, as women embark on the journey of motherhood. And even those, if you're not expecting right now, it's a great resource uh, as a parent. So we encourage you to go and check it out. Um, Diana, thank you so, so much for being a guest on the podcast today. We were so excited to have you. You've done a lot of great work. We know this is a labor of love. Um, and I'm so excited that it's finally released to the market so they can enjoy the book that you guys have put together to support new and existing moms. But really, Becoming Mama is a, is a great, great resource. 
Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Um, and, you know, I, I find like I am appreciative now of things that that didn't occur to me, like to be appreciative of in the past. And I have to say one of those things um, is podcasts like this one, um, because I feel like we're all so we're so isolated right now, right? Like we're all just in our homes and we're, we're missing that human connection. Um, and so podcasts like yours that are, you know, allowing us to feel a sense of togetherness and to remember that we're not alone um, are just like, have always been great. And I think now I'm just like, oh, thank you for this. So thank you <laughs> for all of the good work that you do um, and for inviting me onto this awesome podcast. You're very welcome. I always like, I always love, somebody asked me, they're like, how much do you love doing the podcast? I'm like, it's great, but it's always having these conversations. I walk away feeling so much more inspired. And um, to your point, I, it is, it's, I love connecting with everyone. We love connecting with um, moms around the world and kind of relishing in the fact that we're in it together. And some days it really, really sucks. And some days, um, you know, it's really great. And I hope I'm laughing because at one point during the podcast, when you were, um, you know, full transparency, I was hiding in my shower because my two dogs were barking at the FedEx man who had dropped off a package. And I was like, if this isn't like living <laughs> through the new normal, I don't know what is. But thank you, Diana, well, for being for a guest. a shower to my closet. So it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, yep, if that's not the most realness that we're going to yeah. drop on our podcast <laughs> listeners today, know that we're all hiding somewhere in our house to do right. these recordings. But thank you again so much for being a guest. I wish you all the best. Stay safe, stay well, and I can't wait to see the book as it continues through 2020 and an early thank Happy Mother's Day so if I don't talk to you before then. Thank you. The same to you. You as well. Have a great day. Bye-bye. for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more of what we're talking about, head to motherhonestly.com for relevant content for mothers at work, in business, and those figuring out their next steps. Mother the Summit 2020 will be here before you know it. Save the date in your calendar for October 1st and 2nd at the Brooklyn Expo Center, New York, where 1,000 plus women will rise together in motherhood. I'm asking you for a favor. Please rate and review our podcast. Your reviews help us grow and we love growing here at Mother Honestly. Bye for now. See you next week.